everyone. Welcome back to our Golden Twenties podcast. My name is Sadie and I'm joined by my friend Tag, my friend, my co-host and friend Tegan <laughs> on the other mic. <laughs> yep, both. And we're so excited to have you back for another episode today. Today's episode is a real talk episode all about living in the city. And I say mm-hmm. the city very ambiguously because for us, we live in Toronto, but we know you're listening from all over the world. So whatever the city is in your neck of the woods, I hope you can still relate. But essentially, we're just talking about the hustle and bustle of living in a city. Both Tegan and I come from small towns originally, and we moved to the city for school. So I think it's just been conversation topic, I think, especially as we get older, post-pandemic too, being like, is it worth it to live in the city? Should we look at moving out of the city to save money? Those sorts of things. So we're going to dive into all of that today. Yeah. Well, I feel like we both, like you said, are from small towns. So we have the perspective of both sides of it. And Mm-hmm. I've lived in like mid-sized cities. Now Toronto is, you know, the biggest city in our country. So now we're, it's like one extreme to the next, but yeah, we've both been here for a while. So I think that's a good sign. Yeah, definitely. I saw this article in the Globe and Mail that really got like my head and the wheels tur- like turning about this topic. And the article is titled, For the Sake of Their Financial Future, Young People Should Leave Toronto and Vancouver. And I think, again, it's a likely similar story, whatever major city is near you. But I just found this so interesting. And I was thinking about it. I'm going to pull out some nuggets from the article for you to get an understanding of like what it's talking about. But I feel like I also have a very different like opinion about this than a lot of people. And Mm -hmm. I feel maybe people's opinions around this are changing and just like what living a successful life like is changing Mm -hmm. with our generation. So I don't know. I just think it's something that we haven't talked about before and I'm hoping it resonates with people or gets the wheels turning in your head as well. But one of the biggest pieces from this article essentially is well, exactly like it said in the title, all about financial planning and for financial future, living in a city when you're young and single also doesn't help. I also think that's Mm -hmm. why I have a different opinion about this. Being a single woman in a city is also a completely different story than living in the city when you have someone to share expenses with and things like that. But essentially this article was saying you need to move out of the city for your financial well-being and it's saying that without six-figure this is like a direct quote now from the article but it says without six-figure incomes or well-off parents anyone in their 20s and 30s has to question whether they have a future in Vancouver and Toronto that includes home ownership and then throughout the article they start talking about the actual cost of living and this is more so about 
like housing costs and things like that. But it says rentals.ca says the most expensive rental markets in Canada are Vancouver with an average one bedroom rental at $2,500 Canadian and Toronto at $2,400 Canadian. And these numbers are based on a survey of the broad rental market, including rental apartments, condos, houses, and townhouses. And then it says that those rents look particularly high in context of average income in those cities for people aged 25 to 34. So that's Tegan and I's age range. The Mm -hmm. average income for somebody that aged in these cities is only just shy of 52,000 annually in Toronto and 50,500 in Vancouver. So when you think about it, that is not enough money. <laughs> yeah, no. Like literally half of your income would go towards your rent if you were paying all $2,500 on your own every single month. Yeah, and that's just gross your, income, right? Yeah. Not net. And yeah. Exactly. And that's also just your rent. Never mind your utilities, your hydro, your internet, your bus Mm -hmm. pass, your car, like all of the other expenses that add on top of that as well. But I feel like that just puts it in so much perspective. And I can see why people are starting to leave the city, especially Mm -hmm. when work from home options are a little bit more flexible and things like that. But I do really want to talk about living in the city and like I guess the pros and cons because I feel like some people look at me living in the city and they're like you're throwing money away or like you could live in such a like a smaller town and live or be able to save so much more money or have less rent or things like that Mm -hmm. but I'm like the trade-off is way more than I'm willing to give up so Mm -hmm. I think we're going to talk through what that trade-off actually is throughout this episode as well. Yeah, 100%. Well, this is, I feel like, such a hot topic because the real estate market is bananas. And I, it's much worse in Canada than it is in the U.S. It's when the U.S. had their housing crisis, like when their bubble popped, it never popped in Canada. It just continued to go up and up. So if you're an American listening... You might be like, what even is going on? That's what's going on. Our prices have just skyrocketed. It's to the point where you basically have to be a millionaire to own property in Toronto, Mm -hmm. which is crazy. Like when I was little, I don't even think I knew a millionaire, let alone like now apparently every single person who owns property in the city is one. So it's just like very crazy. I don't know. It's hard to wrap your head around. Yeah, 100%. And I feel like that's actually the first thing my mind went to when I saw this article. And when I started thinking about it was coming from a small town, I was Mm -hmm. so naive to what it means to live in a city. I was just like, I was desperate to get out of my small town. I was like, my real life hasn't started. This is not the real world. This is just like, a shitty small town with people I've known my entire life, but there's so Mm -hmm. much more out there. And that was my goal was just to get to the city. Yeah. But I feel like I was under the impression that if you worked hard, you would be successful no matter where you lived and the city, there's more opportunities. 
more chance for success. You can build your career. You can make more money. And that's how you essentially build your, what's the word I'm looking for? Like that's how you build your own personal like net worth and things like that is you just work really hard. And I feel like since moving to the city and especially post-grad, because I also think living in the city when you're in college and you're living in student housing and you're paying for tuition and, you know, some of your living expenses are covered in your school and tuition and all of that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. Or maybe you get like financial aid as a student to offset your living expenses. I feel like that's part, like when you're actually post-grad paying for rent, looking for an apartment, working a like full-time job, living in the city, it's a very different experience. So I feel like in my past few years, even past few years of not living with roommates anymore, I'm coming to realize that is not the case. (laughs) And Mm. especially living in the city, like I thought too, going back to you, Tag, talking about being a millionaire, I thought that people who had money were all self-made. Like again, it was right. a result of their hard work, which is why they had money and could afford a home and a car and nice clothes, whatever. But what I've come to learn very quickly in living in Toronto, and I feel it's this way in a lot of major cities across the world, is that it's a lot of like generational wealth and it's a lot mm-hmm. of younger generations, not saying everybody, but a lot of generations living off of or having their parents subsidize their lifestyle or paying their rent or giving them money for a down payment on a house and a lot of help from family versus being 100% self-made like mm-hmm. I naively thought it was. Yeah, even like when I was younger, I th- also believed like that things would just get better. Like it's like I understand yeah. <laughs> my parents' financial situation. Yes. And it's like I can see what they're doing and so if I do that, I'll be richer because things are just going to get better, not realizing that yes. in fact things were going to get so much worse so quickly <laughs> where Like, it doesn't matter if I made the same thing that my parents made when they were my age. Yeah. I still couldn't own a house because it's like the situation changed. Yeah. I was like, wait, that's not what we were promised, but that's the reality. Yeah. And I feel like that's why it's so important to talk about things because sometimes I feel like it's just me where I'm like, yeah okay, so I'm just never going to be able to afford a home because like that's my own personal situation where it's like, no, like you're saying, Tag, it's a generational thing. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. it's not a personal thing. It's the circumstances have changed. The stakes are higher. Like yeah, we're living in a totally different world than our parents were living in when they were our age. Mm -hmm. And it sucks. Like it's, I was laughing hysterically at you being like, I thought things were going to get better because it's like, yeah, yeah, it's like every, I feel like everyone our age felt that way. Or we felt Mm -hmm. like because our parents and their parents, literally kind of the life trajectory for them was to find a spouse, get married, have a baby, buy a house. Mm -hmm. That's it. Like that's what we are working towards. Those are the how we determine success and if we've made it or not, where now it's like, okay, people 
aren't able to buy a house. People yeah. are not having kids because having kids is so expensive. Like they can't even afford a house, just them and their partner, never mind bringing children into the picture. And it's just a totally different, yeah, world that we're living in. Yeah. I do find like as someone who's married, I get asked a lot, when are you going to have kids? And mm-hmm. First off, that's a terrible question. <laughs> May I just say, like, yeah. you should just never ask people that because you don't know, like, what's going on. Maybe that person's lost, you know, three babies, had miscarriages. Like, it's just, it's very weirdly personal because yeah. you're also, like, asking, like, how often are you and your husband having unprotected sex? <laughs> yeah, Which, Like, exactly. it's just weird. Why would you ask anyone that? Anyways, that's a whole other episode. But I'm like, it comes down realistically because we're responsible to finances and Mm -hmm. we don't want to bring a kid into this world that we cannot pay for because that's not fair to the kid. Like, it's almost like repeating the cycle, but totally like in Toronto, like you, I think there was a stat and this is old, so it's probably worse, but it was like to buy a house in Toronto, you had to make, make 220 K Canadian a year. And so now that's my new defense. If anyone asks me, I say, well, to buy a house in Toronto, you need to make that much. And it's always older generations who are asking this and they're like, they think I'm making it up. And I'm like, nope, that's it. That's Mm -hmm. why we don't have a kid because that's messed up. (laughs) Yeah, I know. It's so crazy. I think to another big part of this kind of just living in the city in general is I think it's often very glamorized as well. And I think Mm -hmm. that in TV shows and movies, I know for me, like I glamorized New York city when I was Mm -hmm. living in my small town growing up, I glamorized Toronto. Like it was like, that's just the place to be. But I think once you're actually here It's like, holy shit, it's so exhausting. And I just want to like validate the fact that it's so exhausting to actually be here and actually paying for this, paying for the rent that we were talking about, paying Mm -hmm. for, you know, a social life and all of that as well. And I think about, you know, how, again, my obsession with New York is going to come through in this a lot. But when you think about like a New Yorker's mentality, I feel like, a New Yorker is known to be very like tough and very resilient and they're very determined and, you know, they're going to show up and give it their all kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And it's like anybody living in a city needs to be kind of like that. And I think there's this whole idea or it's like kind of like a song lyric type analogy of like talking about how cities can break your heart because they can really make you feel like you're not good enough, that Mm -hmm. you can't make it, that all of your dreams are so far out of touch and that you'll never achieve them. But it really does take somebody who is tough and resilient and refuses to take no for an answer to actually, in quotes, make it in the city as well. So I don't know, something else that I wanted to throw out there as well, because it's like, I think it's the same for having kids. You can glamorize having kids. You can glamorize owning your house when it's like realistically, like it's actually a lot tougher and harder than just being like, yeah, that's a goal because that's, I don't know. 
Yeah. I don't know. That's just the goal to have, you know? Yeah, exactly. Even you can glamorize like living in a small town. Like when I talk to people who are born and raised Torontonians and I say I'm from a small town, they're like, oh my God, that must have been so nice. Like, I don't know. It's like the grass is always greener. Totally. Too. Yeah. 100%. Shall we talk about maybe some pros and cons of living in the city? I feel like we've already started talking about some of them. Mm-hmm. Primarily the cons being how expensive <laughs> it is, things yeah. like that. But maybe we can start with some of the upsides of living in the city and why yeah. we choose to do it despite it being so expensive. Why kind of, I guess, some of the like reasons why I have no intentions of leaving the city Mm -hmm. anytime soon. I feel like they'll come up through a a pros list. Yeah. Well, I feel like, I don't know. I feel like there are just certain personalities that work well with big cities versus small towns. And like, I'm the kind of person that when I go to smaller towns, and I don't even mean like small towns, like 200 people population. Like I'm talking about like mid-sized cities in our province. I'm still like, this is too small. I hate it. Like it almost makes me feel claustrophobic, which there Mm -hmm. are some people who find the opposite is true where they feel claustrophobic in the city because they're like, there's so many people, everything's so like tightly packed where I feel the opposite where it almost like, this is going to sound cheesy, but it almost like frees me to be surrounded by so many people and buildings and that kind of thing. But I think one of the biggest and most obvious pros for the big city living is that these cities are cultural hubs. And so mm-hmm. no matter what your interest is, this is going to be a place where you can find things related to your interest. If you love food, you can go to a lot of restaurants in big city. If you love music, there will be music stores and record stores and concerts. Like the list could go on and on. That, I think, is one of the biggest pros of living in a big city. Absolutely. I love that so much. And I feel kind of similar to that. Something that I love about the city is that you can meet and connect with so many different people and from all Mm -hmm. different walks of life. And I think that is so important. And again, having the perspective of coming from a small town, but also my family still living in small towns, it's like so interesting to me to see how when, and even actually through the pandemic, you know, when we're like consuming a lot of news, uh, right now we're living through this looming recession or whatever, where crime Mm -hmm. rates are going up. It's so easy to sit in your home removed from it all and just be like, oh my gosh, you know, kind of like spiral out of control in terms of like, there's just so many people in the city. The city's so scary. It's so bad. But it's like when you're actually here and you're connecting with these people that are different from you, they come from different religions, they come from different cultures, they speak different languages, they have different skin tones than you do. I think, Mm -hmm. again, in a small town, it's easy to just fear that and fear the difference versus being in a city. It actually learning about these different people and 
actually getting to know them and like making friends with them and, you know, not saying you're going to make friends with every single person in the city Mm -hmm. that you live in, but just like being around that I think makes you such a more well-rounded and just like educated person. And I really think that positively shapes your perception, your outlook on life and just kind of how you show up as a citizen as well. And I feel like it's really hard to explain, but that's like probably my favorite part about living in the city is like mm-hmm. getting to connect with different people. Simil- and you can also obviously connect with similar and like-minded people too, but it's just like the differences. I find cities make it something to celebrate rather than something to fear. Yeah, exactly. Well, and I like, I don't know the stats on crime or anything compared like city to small town, but I would think that it would be safer if you are a visible minority to be in a city than in a small town. And this is from Mm -hmm. just my own experience. Maybe this is just what it's like in Southwestern Ontario, but having friends who are new Canadian immigrants when I lived in smaller towns, we would get slurs yelled at us. And yeah, like that's not a thing that happens in Toronto. And, you know, it's obviously, I think, uh, safer communities for people who are LGBTQ plus, who are, mm-hmm. you know, different races, not white, even maybe being a woman might be safer. I don't know. And it just it has that feeling of safety. Which, whether it's real or just perceived, I think makes a difference. Like in our small town, we had a suicide pocket where there was a lot of people in a certain year who were committing suicide. And I feel like it's related to that feeling of not belonging and feeling different. Like, Mm -hmm. this feels insignificant, but it means a lot to me. One of the things that I love about being in a big city is like you can dress and look however you want and no one is gonna say anything like I that was not my experience in a small town because everyone knows you so they'll be like Tegan girl why are you wearing that crazy outfit whereas no one will even look twice here even every once in a while if I walk down the street past like I don't know a gay couple holding hands I'll just like have a moment where I'm like, how great is it that they're just walking down the street and that's normal because that's not my childhood experience. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's kind of like the idea of safety in numbers almost. So it's like, you know, new immigrants do go to the cities because there's already other people from their culture and Mm -hmm. um background in the area as well so it's like then they can form it's kind of like yeah the safety numbers thing because they're not the only minority in the city exactly so then there's yeah safety in that but I think that's so true and I find it also liberating how you can just be whoever you want to be because everyone's going on about their life and it's just again it goes back to like that perception and outlook is you're just more open-minded when you're surrounded by different people from different backgrounds versus all being small town white conservative people and you feel like you have to stay within that box living in the town that you're living in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and even like 
I don't know. You don't run into people that you know very often in the city. Like it happens every mm-hmm. once in a while, but it's like you can dr- dress crazy one day because no one will see you. If you want to wear yeah. pajamas to run to the grocery store, that's fine. No one will see you. Whereas if you're in a town that was like the size of ours, they will see you and everyone <laughs> like it's almost like what is the point of trying because everyone knows who you are and has an idea of who you are where exactly when you're in a big city it's the opposite where it's like none of these people know who I am so let's make an impact yeah and I feel like too that's actually one of the hardest parts about living in a small town is it's really hard well you guys know we show up on this podcast always talking about personal growth and like personal development but it's really hard to like change and evolve in a small town, if people have known you your entire life and have preconceived notions of you, you know what I mean? So like, it's hard to break that mold. And then it can feel very, you can feel very trapped in being like, well, this is just who people expect me to be. So that's who I'm just going to continue to show up as if it's through how you dress or if it's suppressing like your sexual like preferences or whatever Mm -hmm. it is. You just, yeah, you fall into the habit or the who you think other people expect you to be. And it's like, yeah, in the city, you can just be whoever the heck you want. Nobody cares. <laughs> and it is way liberating. Yeah. I think another big reason people move to the city, especially when they are young and building their careers, that kind of thing, is because there typically is more career opportunities in the city. And again, mm-hmm. this is more so pre-work from home revolution that's been taking place the past few years, but a lot of corporate companies have had offices in the city versus in just medium-sized or small towns. And I think people, I actually don't know. I feel it's actually maybe a bit of a chicken and egg situation where people who live in the city are more career-oriented because they came to the city for career and because there's more opportunities or are they career oriented because they have to work really hard in order in order to get ahead in their career to make more money in order to mm-hmm. like fund living in the city. So I don't know, I find that interesting and I feel it is chicken and egg situation, but overall and generally speaking, there typically are more opportunities to build your career in the city. Yeah, 100%. That was why my husband and I moved to the city. We we're having to do an internship to finish our degree. And this was the only place where we could get interviews for internships. So it was like, yeah. well, I guess if we want this degree, we better move to the city. And then like those internships lead into jobs and then those jobs lead into more jobs. And it's all through your network, which is where you're based. So it is the kind mm-hmm. of thing where I think it can seem intimidating before you get there. But as soon as you get like your foot in the door, I feel like it's much easier to just stay (laughs) 100 percent. and I think the the biggest reason why well okay I don't know how to start this but just generally speaking to outside of more career opportunities I feel there's also just more to do in the city and I think that's the reason I stay in the city and why I have no intentions of moving because for me when I really think about it I'm like If I own or rent my house, 
doesn't matter to me. Like I do not value owning a house. What I do value right now in this phase of my life more than anything is my show, my social life. Like I love being able to go out with dinner and drinks with my friends. I love being able to go to concerts, to Raptors Mm -hmm. games, to any events that come up. If it's networking events for like work stuff, if it's speed dating events, if it's going to like the Pinterest office for a meeting or whatever it is. I'm like, this is literally how I would define my best life. And to me, having the opportunity to do all of these things, explore different bars, restaurants, shops, go to different events, like that is worth the trade-off of not being able to afford my home or not Mm -hmm. being able to afford to own my home, I should say. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. No, I feel the exact same way and it's like not everyone is like that but we definitely are like if you look at our Ticketmaster account we're going to like eight concerts over (laughs) the summer like if we were in a small town the amount of money we'd be spending on gas to drive to the city probably be a month's rent there so totally it is like yeah dependent on what you I guess value and what's important to you if you're the type of person that's like my number one goal is to build a great home and a great family screw the city who cares but if yeah you're like us who you know our goals are to I don't know see so many people in concert and to meet these types of people and go to these events and level up our careers like it makes sense to be in the city 100%. And I feel like this is such a good thing to journal about. And Mm -hmm. I feel like we talk about this a lot. Anytime we talk about self-discovery is like figure out what your values are, like figure out what is important to you because I think it's totally valid and fine. Like you were saying, Tag, if you value starting a family over building a career and having a social life and you know, all the things that I just mentioned that are important to me, but I think you really need to understand if what you're chasing is what you actually want, or is it just what, again, everyone expects of you, or is it just what you've always been told that again, going back to kind of like a stereotypical life trajectory, like, are you just trying to follow that? So I think it's just like, yeah, I feel my biggest thing here is I just want to validate the experience of it's okay if you're not striving towards the stereotypical like milestones in a certain Mm -hmm. order and whatnot, because you just need to, it's very personal and you need to really think about what excites me, what do I value, what's important to me, and let that be your guiding light on these major decisions versus, yeah, just falling into (laughs) what you think is expected of you. Yep, 100%. Well, should we start talking about some of the cons? I guess like we already have mentioned some, but we can go into some more details about some of the negatives of city living. Definitely. Yeah, so as we were saying before, obviously, I think the number one con and the most, I don't know, like written about and talked about con is the price of living. And so obviously that comes from the price of rent or owning a home, but it's also like just everything's more expensive in the city Mm -hmm. 
we went out for drinks last night. Drinks are like $21. And that's crazy. When you leave the city, it's like you go and you buy a sandwich and you're like, this sandwich is only $8. That's crazy. (laughs) And it's like, how sad is our lives that we're like impressed by that kind of stuff. But it's like, they have to justify the price of you know the rent these restaurants need to pay and they mm-hmm. have to pay their employees more so that they can afford to live there and it all just drives the price of everything up through the roof 100% and i think a big piece of this too is again more post grad life but you might need to live with roommates longer when you live in the city to like mm-hmm. subsidize that cost of living and essentially to have somebody to split it with and you might need to get a second job you might need to monetize a side hustle like Mm -hmm. I feel like side hustles for our generation are kind of people view them like older generations view side hustles as like passion projects and it's like Mm -hmm. oh every millennial has a side hustle but it's like in some cases people need that second income you know what I mean like they need another source of income. That's why they have a side hustle. It's not just a passion project. So Mm -hmm. I also want to normalize that. And again, I think this can look so many different ways, but that can be a con is having to do these things versus just living on your own, being like totally independent, having one source of income again, which is like traditional (laughs) and what Mm -hmm. generations before us had to got to work with. But it just looks, it can look different to kind of pay for that higher cost of living. Yeah, 100%. Well, and I feel like that also kind of shifts how the home life looks. Like when back in the day you were working with one salary and you had like an unpaid laborer at home, they were taking care of the home. And that kind of thing. Whereas now we're the complete opposite where almost everyone I know is two people working with incomes and side hustles on top of it. So then it's like your Mm -hmm. home is not going to look like how, you know, your grandparents home was because there was someone whose entire job was to take care of it. And Mm -hmm. I feel like that can be a big mental hurdle for people or it's like you feel like you always have to be doing something or hustling because there's always more to be doing yeah and that's just to stay where you are not even to get ahead yeah definitely I think on the topic of hustle I think that's another con of the city is it's very fast-paced and to Tegan's earlier point I thrive in that like this is probably a line right off my resume. I thrive in high-paced environments yeah. <laughs> or fast-paced environments, but I find it extremely motivating and inspiring to me to be in the hustle and bustle. However, I know that it's not always sustainable and people mm-hmm. can really feel burnt out and it can really get you down and feel like, like I was saying earlier, that you're just climbing and climbing and not actually moving up in the world. So it can be a huge con, but it can also be a pro as well. Yeah. Kind of the other side too of, you know, we like the bars and the concerts and stuff. 
cities obviously are lacking in green space. If you're the kind of person who's like, I want to go out for a hike and be the only person out there, that's not going to happen. Like every inch of green space in Toronto, when you go out, there are other people there. They're there with their dogs. There's like kids playing soccer. So if you love that vibe, that's great. But it's definitely different than like when I'd go hiking as a kid and be the only person on the trail. It's also Mm -hmm. a lot noisier like I like that but some people when they would come to stay with us they'd be like I couldn't sleep because of the noise of the cars like we can't see the stars here because there's light pollution and yeah it's like trade-offs you give all things that don't bother me but then there are people in my life that I know that that would bother them yeah it's so funny that you say that because now my parents live in the country in the like outskirts of a small town up north and I can't I have a really hard time sleeping there the first one or two nights because it's so dark and it's so quiet where I can't sleep so it's like the opposite problem of what they probably experience when they come to the city where it's like it's so bright with like the street lights it's so loud like not only do I live on a busy street, but then there's the highway right behind me. So it's like traffic on both sides of the house. So yeah, it's so funny how we change and then different things bother us. Like it's too quiet and too dark to sleep. Like what a weird problem to have. I know. No, I'm the same. It's like creepy when I am in a small town on my own. I'm like, I feel like I could get murdered right now, which is probably like the exact opposite where it's like people who are, you know, in a crowded, dark, scary city are like, oh my God, this is so unsafe. But it's like, you just get used to your situation, I guess. Yeah. 100%. I think talking about noisy and busy and everything, I think one of the pros we were talking about there's so many people you can meet with in the city and connect mm-hmm. with and things like that. However, I think this can also be a con is feeling very lonely in the city. Yeah. And I think, again, this is kind of part of cities being glamorized, especially in TV shows and movies. But you always see the main character has her friend group. She, yeah. you know, is at those restaurants. It's kind of like, the scene where you're like looking in at Carrie Bradshaw sitting at brunch with all of her friends having like a conversation. But especially when you first move to a city, it takes time to find your people and it takes time to build those friends, friendship circles and to find community. So it can be extremely lonely. And I think it hits different in a city because there's so many people around that you feel like it should be easy. But the fact that it's not makes you feel like even lonelier because you just see everybody else with their friend group and everyone else having someone Mm -hmm. to go on hikes with or whatever it is. And it can make you feel even more alone than if you were just the only person. Yeah. Like in that situation, you know? Yeah. Well, and there's definitely... I feel like worst FOMO when you live in the city. It's harder to get plans off the ground because there are so many things that people can be doing. It's not like, I don't know, when we were younger you'd ask a friend do you want to hang out and they'd be like yep be there in two minutes because what literally (laughs) what else are you doing whereas now it's like trying to get a group of friends together is near impossible 
And if you're someone who's like, no, I need to set boundaries. I need to save money. It can be a lot harder to say no, because it's not like you're saying no to hanging out in your friend's basement or, you know, driving to the Mm -hmm. movie theater. You're saying no to like these crazy events. Like if we're saying no to concerts, it's like you're turning down seeing Beyonce. And that's a lot harder. And on top of that, you look at what all of your friends are doing. Like I could open my Instagram now and see like 10 amazing things I hadn't even heard of that I wish I was doing tonight, Mm -hmm. which just, I don't know. It makes it really hard to be like, no, you need to save money. No, you need to sit at home. Like it would be easier. I think if I was in a small town. Yeah, totally. I feel like I'm the exact same way where I'm like, if I know I live in this great city that has so much going on. So, and it is especially bad on the weekends, but I'm also an introvert. So I'm like, I know I need time at home by myself and I enjoy spending time at home by myself, but I feel like there's so much more I could be doing or like I'm wasting time if I'm sitting at home doing nothing when I could be out you know, exploring restaurants, going to this event, doing that instead, whatever. So it is a very different and weird mindset to have. Yep. 100%. But I love it. I love it so much. (laughs) That's why I continue to live here. (laughs) Yeah. 100%. It is like, it's all just kind of comes down to personal preference and there are pros and cons for any type of lifestyle. Like I think for certain Mm -hmm. people, it makes sense to live in a small town, especially like if you're like, my one goal is to, you know, create a beautiful home and garden and have kids and be an awesome mom. Mm -hmm. Sure. It 100% makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. To live in a small town because you can afford that house. You can afford to start having those babies go to the farmer's market. Like for me, going to the farmer's market's a whole big day long adventure and you know, it's just a different vibe. So it all is so personal and dependent, but I think it's too easy to just be like, well, if you can't afford to have a house, leave the city. It's like, well, yeah, yeah, no duh, but we don't just live in the city just because like, it's all, I don't know, these small personal details. Exactly. I think that's really well said. Well, after my rant, I think that's where we are going to leave it. Obviously, maybe we should have said this at the beginning, like no hate to small towns, no hate to (laughs) people who love small towns. It is just not the vibe for us. And who knows? Maybe that'll change in like five years. Maybe. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah, that's a great point. And that's actually something I was thinking about when we were getting ready to record this episode is it's also okay to have different goals and different Mm -hmm. opinions at different phases of your life. And I feel like, you know, the article that we were talking about to start this whole episode was really talking about these like career building years and like your early twenties type of timing. But it's like, in my opinion, that's when I want to be living in the city, but maybe when Mm -hmm. and if I ever do want to have a family and settle down, like maybe that's when I'll start to look outside the city. Like I feel like it really can change. It's not either 
you live in the city or you don't, you know, or you live in a small town or you don't. Like, I think it can change based on the circumstances mm-hmm. and the phase of life that you're in. So, yeah, I feel like that's also give yourself grace and like mm-hmm. figure it out as you go because it's also okay to change your mind or to try something, dislike it, and then change your mind or, yeah. you know, keep trying different things until you find what does feel right and feels like where you're meant to be. Yes, 100%. Well, that is everything for this week. Thank you so much for listening. We put out a new episode every single Tuesday, so make sure you're subscribed and following us so you see when those new episodes come out. In between that, you can follow us on social media. We're at our golden 20s on Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, TikTok, and Spotify. And we also have a Patreon page, which is your best way to support our city lifestyle. No, just kidding. (laughs) It's the best way to support the podcast and all the hard work we put in. And you get the episodes early as well as some additional content. We're doing a book club there. And we also do some tech backgrounds. There are some blog posts, meal planners, all kinds of craziness. So go check that out if you're interested. And thanks to all the people who have already become patrons. We love you all. (laughs) And yeah, that's everything. Thanks for listening. See you next Tuesday. Two months since you got back How have you been? Are you bored yet? The weather ain't been bad If you're into masochistic bullshit And every photograph that's taken here Is from the summer Some guy won Olympic gold Eight years ago A distance runner And that makes a lot of sense This place is such great motivation for anyone trying to move the fuck away from hibernation, you.